I want to help women harness their business finances and their mind to help infiltrate money from their companies into their personal world. Because when we transfer that energy into our personal lives, we're able to do a lot more with that. And I don't, I want to see it not just sitting in the business, but coming into your life and helping you fund the lifestyle you love, give generously, plan for retirement, all those things. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. Buckle up because today is a good one. We are talking about something so taboo, which should not be, and that is money. Today I'm joined by Erin Bridgman. She is the host of the Wealthy Woman podcast. I've been on her podcast and today she is joining me and we are going full out on money. How to become a wealthy woman, but really honestly, Getting fucking confident about your money. You guys, today's show was amazing. Please, please, please share it with a friend because we need more wealthy women in this world. Y'all, I'm very excited about today's podcast. My girlfriend, Erin, is joining me. She is the host of the Wealthy Woman podcast. And I was actually on her podcast and I was like, girl, you need to come online because we need to talk about some money. So I'm super grateful that you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Excited to talk about money. Yes, this is a taboo topic and women especially have a hard time talking about it. And I'm like a massive proponent of talking about money because, you know, one of my former mentors said when good people make good money, they do great things in this world. And, you know, that's a great line. But I do think women need to be standing in their power and women need to be aligned with what they're doing. And we all need to make money and hopefully a lot of it. Yes. Preach. I love it. This is it. We're breaking down the taboo of money. We're going to start changing the trajectory of women and wealth. I love it. Yeah, girl. And one of the things that you obviously talk about is, you know, you want people to be profitable, but you also want to create generational wealth. And this is something that, you know, I haven't been extremely um, educated in, but over the last probably five to seven years, this is something my husband and I talk a lot about because of his occupation. And I pop in on the podcast talking about, you know, real estate and things like that, but I'm not extremely educated, but you, my love, you're starting to become like the freaking boss in it. But before we go into all of that, um, tell everyone who you are and what you do and all the things. Yeah. So Aaron with two N's and I um, do a couple of things, but particularly for this show, you know, I specifically help women, creative entrepreneurs 
get a handle on their money, both through their mindset and management so that they can grow their personal wealth. And I think that part is really important, that last piece, because I want to help women harness their business finances and their mind to help infiltrate money from their companies into their personal world because when we transfer that energy into our personal lives we're able to do a lot more with that and i don't i want to see it not just sitting in the business but coming into your life and helping you fund the lifestyle you love give generously plan for retirement all those things yeah it was really cool one of the when your team reached out if to see if I would do a podcast we were kind of messaging back and forth or whatever and you were talking about the fact that you like have a plan and you're so young how old are you 35 yeah you're 35 and you have a plan to retire in like how many years five years or less like how freaking epic is that you guys it's, her plan is to retire by the age of 40 and if that's what you want to do you know I don't know if that would be 100% in alignment with me at like just for what I do right now but I also know that it would be cool to have the option to be able to do that and I think that no matter okay if you, so yes go ahead. yeah go. I should define retirement because I'm an Enneagram three. So I'm not ever going to stop working. Like I love what I do. I mean, like this is technically work talking to you on the podcast. Like what? You know what I mean? Like coaching women, like this is not what, what my definition of retirement is. What has been nice is that we no longer have to work. Love so it. we have complete financial freedom. And that's what I'm talking about when I say retire. Um, and I, and we can talk more about that if you want, but yeah. Yeah, I do want to talk about that because I think that that's something that like, first of all, I just don't think enough people are talking about this. So you guys, I want you to do me an absolute huge solid. I want you to share this with one woman that you know needs to hear this. And I want you to tag me and I want you to tag Aaron and I want you to reach out to both of us <laughs> questions that you might have, because this is something that we're both extremely passionate about, you know, especially in the online space that I exist in. There's a lot of coaches that talk about how much money that they bring into their business. And I, I'm the first person to say, and I've said it on this podcast a thousand times, I do not make seven figures. I don't even make close to seven figures. But what I do do is I make really good money that I'm able to take out of my business and reinvest it into other things that bring in other streams of income and allows me to feel you know, safe in my business that I get to do what I love. I'm not dictated by like my worth comes from only hitting seven figures, but being able to take out a good percentage of my money to not only, you know, something I talk about all the time is like tithe, like to the T because that's just really important to me that we invest in our Roth. We invest in real estate. We invest in, you know, I'm a, an investor in Lori Harder's light pink company. There's also ways that I take my money to make money work in different ways. And so I'm really, really passionate about that as well. And I think we all need to talk about this. So definitely share it, but let's start with Aaron. How did you get to the place that you're today at 35 years old, where you're thinking about, you know, retiring, um, free in the next five years. But so how did this whole thing start? I love being able to share the story because I want it to be so relatable to people listening and whoever is finding themselves with our conversation in their ears. What I want to say for, to you as you're listening to us is figure out what piece of this conversation applies to you and your part of your journey right now that allows for inspiration. Because I think sometimes as we think, oh my gosh, she's retiring in five years. It's like, that's so unattainable to me. And it can almost like make you feel defeated or make you feel frustrated. And so take from this conversation what you need to propel you into the next step in your wealth journey. 
So just wanted to say that. Um, it started. It started with really knowing and desiring that I wanted more. And so if I I like rewind my life back, you know, I was in a job that I loved that made no money. I was making literally my salary was $20,000 a year. I lived for free because I was a resident director at a university. So we lived inside of a girl's dorm. And I mean, that was right. But we were like, this is not it. Like we were buried in student debt, right? And I had almost a hundred thousand dollars in student debt. And so we're like, okay, well this scrappy salary here and his salary, like it's going to get us by, but we want more than just getting by. And so we very early on in our marriage started our photo business, our photography, videography, wedding business, and scaled that within like a couple of years to where we weren't living off of that money. That was our extra. And so, um, you know, obviously there's, you've got to have budget and you have to know your money in order to understand like, how do you create excess? Like we did through the photo business. And it, obviously the company needs to be profitable in order to put that into your personal pocket. And we can talk all about that. But at that point we had saved up $18,000. This was back in 2014. So our photography business allowed us to create extra cash. And for us, $18,000 was a significant amount of money at that time. If you think about our financial position of being almost a hundred thousand dollars in debt and having a $20,000 salary, like we're like, woo, 18 grand, you know, <sighs> and Brett and I, um, we thought, okay, we can pay off one student loan with this $18,000 or we can purchase an asset that will produce enough revenue for us to pay off all of our student debt is kind of what we were thinking. So it's sort of what we, and, and obviously on, on the other side, that's exactly what, what happened for us. Um, Brent was uh, very into the idea of real estate. He was at that time commuting to Chicago, listening to Bigger Pockets, which is a great resource if you're curious about. My husband listens to Bigger Pockets. Yes, I love yes. that. Yes, yes, so yes. Good. So he is just like drinking it up, like really like, and he's like, we can do this. Like we, we can do this, you know? And I was a little more hesitant and back. It's actually a really funny story. Like where I was like, you know what, Brent, I leaned, I, I, we were in bed falling asleep. I was like, if you really want to do this real estate thing, like I get the idea, like we should make our money go work for us. We should, you know, all this stuff. Like, but he had been doing more of the education. I was like, I trust you. Let's like really start to explore it. And I'm not kidding you. The next morning I wake up, he's not in bed. He, I get a phone call. I'm where the heck are you, Brent? Oh, I'm on my bike and I am finding our first investment property. He's just wheeling around college town, like on his bike. And within a week we had pended the house that did do that just that and it produced like the revenue to pay off the hundred thousand. And I love to say though, it all, it started with one house and one decision. And I know that you're like, you're really about that. Like we chose that, like, it was more comfortable for me to like roll around in the $18,000 and just like feel like, look at my bank account, feel that money. And, and, and we say like, you cannot save your way to retirement. You cannot do that. And so it, like, it was the decision to let's go make this money work for us. And let's like, you know, step into this new risk reward situation that we are educated on and have support around, but it is a risk. And um, that's what propelled the whole real estate company that we have now. And from 2014 to now, a lot has happened and a lot has changed, but um, it was one house at a time for a while. And we did the that, that rental property and then we started to do some flipping and then we started to 
scale a bit more and and I, I don't know how much in depth you want me to go into that story but to fast forward to today where we have um 20 doors that we own and uh the retirement plan i'm talking about is um, getting to 75 doors once we're at 75 doors we're retired so that's kind of our plan oh my gosh I'm just like obsessed with this. And I think exactly what you said was it started with one decision. And I also want you to hear what Aaron said in regards to, first of all, I love the fact that you said, put yourself in this story because every single person is going to listen to this. And perhaps some are where you're at. Perhaps some are, you know, drowning in half a million dollars of debt, or perhaps someone has an extra 5,000, not 18,000, or perhaps someone has an extra hundred thousand, whatever it is. But I think the number one thing you said there is put yourself in the story, number one. Number two, you made one decision and you took action on that one decision. And it wasn't an easy decision. You know, this is where I think a lot of people kind of, and I, maybe you agree or maybe you don't, but I think a lot of people stop themselves because of the what ifs. You know, like, mm -hmm. what if it doesn't work out? What if we lose this $100,000? What if, because the safe play, like, and I 100% agree with what you said, because like, no one's got fuck you wealthy by playing it safe or not taking risks and not like saving with the 0.0% interest we get in the bank. Like no one has, <laughs> uh, but it was a matter of you just taking, like got really educated on something, but then you had to decide and you had to take a risk and you had to go in all in on it. And I'm assuming you're probably, you know, missing a lot of parts in between where it wasn't always like, oh, we invested. It worked. It was amazing. It was take fucking walk. I, I could totally tell you some of those unglamorous stories. If you want to hear them, we can talk about them and the process of where then to now. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's helpful for people to realize that because what you basically just said is, oh, we created an extra $18,000. We bought a house and man, it was so fucking easy. And now we have 20 of them and we're going to have 75 within the next five years. Yeah. And I think that that's what people hear but they don't hear mm -hmm. what is taken in between because I definitely feel like, especially in our online space, like a lot of people skip the action. A lot of people skip the messy parts, even mm -hmm. you know, in my business, in my husband's business, there has been so many messy, scary parts in between, but that have also got us to where we are today. Yeah. Well, you know what the, I think like, I want to highlight the $18,000 choice. That was a choice that we, we talked about a little bit, right? Like I could stay on that in the bank account or I could choose. And like, what, what makes you tip over into that decision of like, I'm going to go for it because some people listening are, they're going to educate themselves to death. Like you cannot educate your, the education comes when you're like painting the font front porch thinking what the fuck am I doing like this is insane and like I'm not going to make any money on this house like the education like you can only read so many books read so many vlogs listen to so many podcasts you've got to live it out and so I also the vision has to propel you and I know this is something really like key for your work as well like I Brett and I knew we wanted a life different than what we were sitting in then and the vision of time freedom, financial freedom, having a more abundant lifestyle, getting out of our debt that was crippling us was what propelled us to make a different decision. Um, so yeah, and I know we're talking all about real estate, which I love. And, and this is the work, you know, the other part of what I do is the coaching piece where I help the people who are in the seat of the photography business that are, they have six figure companies or multi six figure companies 
figure out their money and figure out their personal money and figure out how to create access so that we can do what we're talking about right now. Um, just to say, that's kind of how it all ties together. But yeah, I mean, I can remember significant moments like when Brett and I bought our first flip. So that was our first rental, our first flip. And it's on Sunset Boulevard. Oh, sounds so dreamy, right? Oh, dear God. In Los you know, Angeles? No, no, no. In here in Indy. It's a oh, I was about to say. I was like, what? No, you no, got your no, first no, 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 Pretty no. woman vibes there. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. And and we, it was our first one. And we, like, we're like, okay, we're not going to make any money. We didn't know what the heck we were doing. We didn't have contractors working for us and hard money lenders knocking at our, like, you know, we didn't have all the, the knowledge that we have now. And we just knew, dear God, like, if we don't put our hands on this house, like, we're going to lose money. And I remember being on that front porch, painting every little spiral of the front porch and the and the patio, like, and Brett is literally in the crawl space, broke a shovel in half so that he could dig like six feet down to fix the sewer. Because if we had to pay a contractor to do that and pay that, like we were going to lose our our minds and our money. And I remember the, the stress that it was on Brett and I, like our relationship and the conversations, like what the heck we've gone over budget and over time, which, you know, education teaches you. That's just what happens in real estate. You're always going to go over budget and over time, uh, you know? And so it was stressful. It was hard. It was challenging. And a, hu a huge way we really started to leverage creative financing was, was getting a HELOC on our home. And if you don't know what that is, it's a home equity line of credit for those who are listening. And so this is a way that you can capitalize and access the equity inside of your home and utilize it. And so we were able to get a line of about $150,000 that we could then deploy into other projects. And how did we do that? Like, how did we get a home equity line of credit? Well, you have to buy a house that's crappy and you have to put work into it and money into it in order to then have it appraise way, like, way higher. And so how we did that is we bought a really crappy house. We paid about, I think it was $150,000 for this home in Indianapolis. And we did our own blood, sweat, and tears in this house. And I, and I really mean like every single one of those things. And we had a demo party with our friends. And I was the one literally cutting tile and putting tile in the shower and painting all the walls. And, you know, we're doing all of this work and we cash flowed those renovations. So we probably put in about $125,000, $150,000. And we did most of that through cash flowing it through the photography business. So the photography business was allowing us to cash flow all this. So then when we got a reappraisal of like 450 or 500, that gap that we got is what we were then able to use to go keep flipping and buying rentals. But that was us on the weekends when our friends were hanging out, having parties, hanging out, doing all that. We were shooting weddings or we were painting walls, you know, like that was what was happening in our world to get us to where we were able to then have the extra cash to then deploy more to then sort of scale in our real estate business. And literally we like had a house, the, the, the wall caught on fire. We accidentally drilled into the main water line. It was shooting across the house. Like it was chaos. It was crazy. I remember being on my hands and knees, like working on this floor because I wanted it to be really cool whitewash. And my hands hurt so bad. My friend like massaged my hands that night for like 30 minutes because I like barely could move my hands. I mean, this was like gritty, you know? 
I'm so, so grateful that you said that because I think there's so many things that people can take out of that. And like the first thing I think that, you know, and any single person can take is sometimes you have to go down in order to go up. And what I mean by that is like, you were willing to work the extra photography job. You were willing to live on campus for free or whatever it is. I have an amazing client, Nicole, and she helps people um, financially, uh, you know, excel after divorce. And there are so many people that aren't willing to kind of a little bit downside in order to go up. You know, sometimes you have to go back two steps to go forward five steps. And I think everything that you kind of explained right there is you were willing to be so gritty in the beginning to get what you want in the long run. I actually just did a, a video for someone and I was talking about how the fact that I said no to a private jet to go play golf with George Strait in Cabo in order to put on, I know, right? Your eyes are like, you did what? They're like, wow, there's a reason you're a brilliant woman. So I trust but your process here. I said no to that because I knew that I had to do this event that I was hosting. And on the other side of that event, like I lost money at the event, but on the other side of that event, I made like $100,000. How many people do you know would have said no? And that was just one of the opportunities that I had. And sometimes you were doing the exact same thing. You were saying no to George Strait and Cabo <laughs> or hanging out with your friends or whatever it is to whitewash those floors on the weekend. There's so many times that I've done that. And I'm so grateful that we're talking about this because I do think a lot of people look at your 35 years old, 20 doors, going to be 75 doors. They look at my life. They look at my husband's life and all of the things. And they forget the middle. You have to have decision, faith, and action. And I'm assuming it, because that's everything that I breed and I teach and like, you know, the decision. <laughs> but I'm assuming you had some sort of faith inside of you to know that like, okay, this has to work. Like something is going to work. Like this seems like it's not working when I'm fucking painting the front step and I've got water shooting across the house. But did you have some sort of faith inside of you that like, you just knew it was going to work? I think absolutely. And it's not that it could not work. Like we could absolutely. lose money, you know, but it's that, okay, then we're going to learn from it and we're going to figure out how to not do that again. And that's what Brent and I always say, education is expensive. And so like losing money on jobs, making financial like decisions are like, oh, we could have found out that we could have done that way cheaper or whatever the case. It's just education to help it. And you got to have that perspective, right? I mean, but we didn't talk about this, but I was a door-to-door -door book girl. I literally sold books door-to-door -to, -door to fund college. And so it's like, it wasn't even, it's like, I realized that so many people would, every every Sunday we would get together, we'd do all this book crazy nonsense. And every Sunday there would be less people there and people having zero days and not selling anything or doing a lot. And, and and I was doing really well in the company. I didn't fully know that, but I, and at the time, and it was like, because I just knocked on doors. I didn't even know there was an option. Like it didn't even cross my mind that you would like sit on the curb and not knock on doors. Or you could like go to the movies and not knock on doors. It didn't even cross my mind. I mean, I had my car, I was doing it, but I was like, no. Like, so these people who aren't making any money are sitting on the curb and they're going to the movies. And like, so I think when you just decide like it's gonna work and if it doesn't work, I'll learn from it and I'll figure out then I'm really gonna make it work. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh and there's God. times and there's times when you're like, this is not working. 
And that has happened inside of my coaching business where I'm like, I want to scale. I want to, so I have coaches underneath me and I've got ads and I've got funnels and I got all this stuff and it's not working. And then I think to myself and I look, look, why isn't it working? You know, okay, don't have to keep like, what what is it? Take a step back, tap. Oh, I abandoned my intuition. You can have all the hustle in the world. You can have all the grit. You can have the paintbrush in your hand and be like, and it can sometimes be the dumbest decision. It's like, whoa, what? I abandoned my intuition. I'm totally out of alignment. I need, so it's like both those things working together, I think that like lands us in, in positions of success that keeps us going. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Basically what you just said is you've built your confidence a thousand times. Like confidence is everything. Like, you know, that you can trust yourself to show the fuck up. You also know that you can trust yourself to like, be able to take a step back. You know, I say everything is mindset and strategy. So you're right. Some things don't work. So, but if you're just throwing spaghetti on the wall, then, you know, like you have no, like you have no data. So you, you were able to look at your data, but you are also the number one thing I think, cause you know, I think mindset's a little bit more important in some regards. You were able oh, to, it is. It is. It is. <laughs> because really it's is. the foundation out of our thoughts, creator actions, which create our results. So if you don't go to the thought you could do action, you know, it's, it has to be the foundation, but yeah. you also have to have good strategy with it, or you're going to have a really good headspace that doesn't know what to do. <laughs> exactly. But it seems like you were just always willing to like take the action. You were always willing to show the fuck up. You were always willing to do that. Hey y'all, it's Christina. If you've listened to this podcast a while, you've probably heard me talk about my clients. And the reason for that is I'm obsessed with them and they're obsessed with their results. Having been a one-on-one coach for over five and a half years and being voted the top confidence coach in 2020, I can firmly tell you there is not a faster way to success than having someone hold you consistent, confident, and give you the clarity you need to achieve your personal and professional goals. In 2023, I am doing something that no one else in the coaching industry does, and that's allowing you to have me as your one-on-one coach for less than $300 a month. So if you've ever thought about one-on-one coaching and didn't think it was possible for you, I would encourage you to text me the word COACH to 501-222-3362, and I can tell you what it would look like to have you and I together in a one-on-one coaching capacity for the next year to make sure you are deciding it is your turn to hit the goals that you have decided for in 2023. Again, text me the word coach to 501-222-3362. You can send me a message on Instagram at bchristina or check the show notes for more details. I look forward to hearing from you. Do you think that that's something that you have because I, I think that there's, you know, two schools of thought here. Do you think that that's something that you've always had innately in you as an Enneagram three, myself included, or do you feel like that that's a muscle that you've trained where you've like, you've slowly, but surely learned to train that muscle. Can I say both? Yes. A hundred percent. I believe, I believe both for sure. Like I was the little girl that you know, I was like, I love events. I'm literally probably like seven and I'm like creating the bug club and inviting everybody. And like, we've got themed snacks and crafts and, you know, or I'm like starting, okay, I'm going to decorate cakes for my dad's company and make money there. Like I'm all like, I had that in me. Right. But then I also was nurtured by my father was a huge, significant role model and person that breathed life into me that looked at me constantly and said, Aaron, 
whatever you dream, whatever you can make possible. Like you, he saw this drive in me and he, he breathed life into it. And he also said, I'm not paying for college. So figure it out and I'll support you. But right. And so I was like, great, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to knock on doors. Like, you know, and, and he showed me a work ethic that was like unreal. And, um, so I think it was definitely both. Like I, I, my sister recently said, uh, Brett and I went away to one of our Airbnbs and had like a vision day. And she was like, Oh my God, that sounds terrible. Like, I actually think that I want to throw up about that. And I thought to me, I, it was just like foreign to me. Wait, what? Like, this is amazing. I'm dreaming. I'm visioning. I'm it's a lot, you know, it's like, I'm, but we got a lot to hold together and we got to do that. And he, she said, some people are chiefs and some people are Indians. And I'm so glad that I'm an Indian. You know, and so like, like she's a sister raised in the same home, same dad, same, all this stuff. But yeah, like she would rather like, she, she is on my team and works with me, but she wants me to lead, give the vision, take the risk, you know? And so I do think there is a component of this that is like, how are you naturally like wired? Uh, And then what's your dream and your vision? Because that's going to propel you to, to take certain action. Yeah, I totally agree. There's some people that like are completely the opposite, it, just like perhaps your sister. And there's, and that doesn't mean that it's bad too. I really no. want to know because we we need all of this in the world. Like you know, yes. I have a family member who literally like just is so happy with like a nine to five and so happy with like just a very like easy stress free life. Just like you know, hang out, lives for the weekend, all of the things. And I just. It, to me, like, I'm kind of like you, I'm like, what? That just sounds horrible. Like, that's just not what I want in my life. But, but just knowing who you are and what you want, I think is so unbelievably helpful. And I think that that kind of goes back to the alignment thing, right? Like if you don't know who you are and if you don't know what you want, that's where I would start first because what Aaron wants, what I want, it might not be right for you. I I've always said that, like, if you don't know what you want, that should be your first fucking step because if you're comparing mm. yourself to someone on the internet, like that is your, that is your biggest uh, source of kryptonite right there. Because what is for me, it might not be for you. What God's put in my heart is may not be what God has put in your heart. And so you really have to understand that. So if you were working with someone or there's someone listening to this podcast and they want to take that first step to, you know, creating some sort of wealth outside of perhaps their their job or their entrepreneurship or their nine to five, where would you look? What would you do? What would you tell them first? Let's talk about what we were just saying. I think you have to make a really clear goal, a really clear vision that you are personally tied to. And I'm going to say this for the work I do and what we're talking about right now, it needs to be a financial goal. And so when I'm working with people and I find myself like working with people who have absolutely no savings or have debt or they own their home and they don't have debt and they're ready to invest. Like you need to assess where you're on your journey of money and where you want to be. And so what I would love for people right now that are listening is I want you to think about 2023 and I want you to think about what is a financial goal that you have for yourself. And I want you to get very specific around the number. So a lot of people, oh, I want to be debt free. I want to have no student loans. I want you to know that that what that is. So that's $21,532. Get specific with that number. And then I want you to figure out what is the emotion that I will feel if I achieve that goal. So if I is, we're just going to keep going with the debt free one. Like I would feel like 
possibilities are endless. I would feel this like weightlessness. I would feel free. I would like what like dive into the emotions because I always say piles of green cash are not very inspiring. Oh, I want to like make a hundred thousand dollars. Like, why? Who cares? Like, it's just a sexy number that's fun to say on Instagram. Like, why do you want to? Oh, if I make this much money, I pay off this exact amount of debt, which makes me feel free. And then I can, like, it allows me to be generous, you know, or whatever. So we do goals for the, what it allows us to feel. That is a hundred percent agree every financial goal for the reason that I've wanted to do it I have hit with flying fucking colors I wanted to buy you know my mom a trip to Italy hit it my husband a Corvette hit it you know my dad is like I every single time it is like you can see it just so fucking clear and then you take the decision faith and action it happens every time I totally agree Keep going. Yeah, you got to have, so these goals, I I say people often set really bad financial goals for multiple reasons. And so that's what I'm kind of talking through my goal framework here with money is it needs to be specific. So that's why I say you need to have the exact dollar amount because then you've got a really clear target you're aiming for. And so many people are afraid to even look at their bank account or sign into their student loans or anything like that. So you're not even giving yourself the information that you need. Like, let's put you in the driver's seat of your money, figure out that number. And right away, you're stepping into power, you're stepping into knowledge by doing this very thing of figuring out the exact number. Then we're figuring out what emotion, because that's why we do our goals. Like, if any goal that you have, I want to go on vacations with my family. I want to have a second home. I want to have a upgraded home, whatever. There's feelings and reasons and like deep motivators around that, that you need to tap into the energy of and the emotion of, because that's, what's going to make you show up. And that's, what's going to make you do decisions that are different that get you there. So I want them to figure, I want you to figure out your 2023 financial goal, the exact amount, what it would make you feel. And then I want you to put it in a place that you're going to see every day. And I want you to craft some sort of I am statement around this that you say and see every day yourself, because we need to have that repetition in order to um, help our brain believe that it's totally possible and that we can do that. And that would be like a very specific, specific, tangible thing that I would love and that anybody listening can do, whether you're buried in debt or a multimillionaire, like you can do that thing. And it can completely change the trajectory of your money. Love it. I'm here for it. I totally agree because I think if you get super crystal clear and then once, what would you do right after that? So like we got the crystal clear, we're seeing it every single solitary day. What is your next Mm -hmm. step after that? Well, I think you got to assess where can you come up with access? Because that's what you need. You need extra money to make that that whole thing happen. Whether you actually already have the extra money, you just don't know you have it because you don't have a budget. 65% of Americans don't know how much it costs for them to live month to month. So you got to get knowledge. A lot of this is knowledge around money. Um, and so that's what, and so many women are afraid of money. We're afraid to look at the numbers. We're afraid. There's a lot of fear. Um, and there's a lot of like this in like underlying like incompetence conversation, which is like I just like nip that right in the butt. You know, like oh, I'm not a numbers person. I don't understand math. I can't run a spreadsheet. Like, well, first of all, you're just perpetuating the same limiting beliefs by continuing to say that. And second of all, this is a skill that you can attain. 
you weren't born you didn't know how to play golf when you came out you know you didn't you didn't like i didn't know how to use a camera it's all stuff that we learn and you can learn all of these things these are like skills we can attain so we need to be able to change the trajectory and start to get some knowledge because we have to get access we have and and the work i do is we figure out the excess by figuring out our personal money we have to have a balanced or, or surplus budget if you're spending more than you make every month no wonder you're in debt i mean we got to know that we got to make decisions the power of being an entrepreneur which i know maybe your audience is mixed uh, as nine to five entrepreneurs but the way i speak specifically with entrepreneurs is you have the ability to go make more money we're the ones as female entrepreneurs we are the ones on the front lines of changing the relationship with money because we are first ballsy enough to say you know what we have a skill or a product that we're willing to take to the market and energetically exchange it for money that's really freaking bold and then second we're able to scale that to raise our prices to grow a team so we can do more to roll out more products right so we can bring more money into our world so we have to understand that on the business side as well. So we've figured out on the personal side, we need to have a zero or surplus budget. And then on the on the business side, we've got to figure out not just like P&Ls, not just retroactively with our numbers. We got to start to figure out like forecasting. What's our cash flow moving forward? What are the projections present to future in our business so that we can proactively make change in our business to be healthy, profitable and even more profitable so that we can take that money the excess of the money see i say profit yeah profit matters sure 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 but what matters more is salary the money that comes into our personal world because then we're able to like inject that into all our personal values and everything there so we've got to understand our, our business finances and figure out the cash the excess so that we can attack that personal financial goal and when I work with people and we start to see all this and it's like, you know, really clear through the money matrix, like what happens is as entrepreneurs, we figure out like we are so passionate about the goal of becoming debt free or of having the dream home and buying our first house or whatever, that we start to do different things inside of our business. So I have people be like, okay, I've been having this like notion that I can offer this new service and I know it's going to be like highly profitable. I'm launching it in three months. And then I can see that extra cash and I can put it towards my debt. You know what I mean? When you have this clear picture and this clear goal and this clear way to make additional money, like, boom, just let it sing. It have, it, you can make it all work together. And that's exactly what I did. Now, of course, I have a money matrix and spreadsheets and blah, 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 all these things. It's just like tools I've created over the years that because of working with women and being like, oh, we need this, we need that. And it's just like more, I guess, tight tools that I didn't have when I grew everything, but it's like, you know, it's just like what I did with my story. Um, yeah. I love it. And really what you've said right there is you helping people become more confident. Like confidence is the thing. Like if you don't have the clarity in your numbers, if you don't have the clarity in what you're going to do, if you don't have <clears throat> the confidence to go out and do that, nothing else matters. Like I can tell you all day long, I know how to create this extra thing in my business, but if I'm not confident enough in myself or my product or my service, or just putting myself out there, you're never going to make that money. 
so many people stay stuck because they're not confident in themselves. This is why I say confidence and self-trust is the absolute number one thing in business because right there is a perfect example. If you don't trust yourself to show the fuck up to do it, if you don't have the confidence in yourself to go and look at your numbers and trust yourself to be able to see those numbers and then take the next action that you need to take in order to get a different result, nothing else fucking matters. Yeah. And it's, it's so, it is so much about confidence. I mean, that's what I say when I say putting yourself in the driver's seat of your numbers so many times and with money, like so many times we're just like kind of like closing our eyes, hoping and praying it all works out. And like, it kind of keeps working. So we just kind of keep like riding, which is not a way to like, actually like decide the life you want and go after the life you want. And, you know, as business owners, you don't have a business if you don't know your money and you're not managing your money and Excel. I mean, it's like a hobby. It's like an accidental, like profitable thing you've created, or maybe it's not even profitable. So like, if you are a business owner, like this is like, to me, yes, we can learn like Instagram strategies and email marketing and pray. All of that stuff is awesome. Well, like, why does it matter if you don't understand your money? It, it really, you've. 150%. My client right before you, I was talking about it. She's like, well, I don't know how to do that. I was like, okay, wait, hold on. I was like, if, if we know we do X thing, it's going to bring in X amount of money. Then we know that we could spend X amount of money on this because even if you spend, you know, whatever, I'm spending a million dollars on, um, you know, on staff. Well, if you're bringing in 1.3, let's spend 2 million and bring in 1.6 or 2.6. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's know our numbers. Let's know our strategy. Let's know our, I'm completely hundred percent on board with all of this. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that we've having these conversations. And I think it's really important ladies, if, if you're a, a female and obviously, obviously men need to do this shit too, but obviously the, our audiences are probably a little bit more female based, but I, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, we have to be educated. We have to get financial confidence. We have to be willing to bet on ourselves, build our self-trust, build our confidence. And, and ways to do that is knowing your numbers, knowing your business, knowing where you want to go. Like it's so much easier to be confident in something if you actually know what you're doing and if you actually know where you want to go. Yes, absolutely. And for the people that are, I, I love to like kind of bring this light into this conversation to say sort of like, give a little bit of an out not an out fully but like it's not all it's not your fault like as women no, like but- let's look let's look at the societal structures that we have been raised in it's crazy to me to think that it wasn't until the 1960s that a woman could open a bank account without a man it wasn't until the 1970s that we could open a credit card without a man And the 1970s is when we were like actually starting to have legislation in place to have equal pay for men and women doing equal work. And we still can see that that's not happening to 2023. A woman works the same job as a man. She's getting paid, I think it's like 80 something cents to the dollar. I don't know exact stats. It's a little old. So, okay. So we have some serious systemic societal things we're pushing up against here that our psyche is like been trained in for however many decades we've been alive and so like understand that like I like to take it as like motivation like okay this is the facts like we have a lot we've come a long way but like that also has only been changing in the past 100 years we have a long way to go and so by choosing 
to like redefine your relationship with money, step into power with numbers. Like you are on the front line as a woman in continuing to change history around money and, and what runs the world money. And so if we could continue to press into our discomfort and understand the, like that, that, that we are on the front lines, you know, then I believe that like, we will be able to change history. And I, I, I always say like my tagline is wealthy women will change the world. Yeah, it sounds cute and fun, but it's true. Like we get more money in the hands of heart-centered women. Like money is the thing that runs the world. And we're going to see money continue to like be put into beautiful places and spaces and our own transformation that we have to go through in order to redefine our money helps us show up in the world more confident, more brilliant, more sharp, more full of love and, and willingness to, to bring change. And it's just, it's just what I'm all about. I'm here for it. That was such an amazing conversation. I'm so freaking grateful that your team reached out. I'm glad that we have connected. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you for being here, you guys. Um, if you want to follow Erin, if you're looking at what Erin does and how she's making a beautiful impact in this world, Erin, where can everyone find you? Yes, I hang out mostly on uh, Instagram. And I'm super relational. I love to be in the DMs. So like, it's actually me. I'm the one texting and audioing. It's not a robot or something like that. So come follow me there. Aaron with two N's. I'm sure you'll like my name at the bottom. So it's Aaron Bridgman, no E on the bridge. And then listen to the Wealthy Woman podcast. I mean, it's incredible. We have guests like you and other people giving free content that's super practical and like literally can can change your, your, your relationship with money. So come listen to the show. And then people want to grab the wealthy woman checklist. That's a free thing that I give people. And it really helps you sort out. How do I become the CFO of my money mindset of my personal world and in my business? And I have people like, if I remember like printed off and like, they're having like conversations with their partner based upon this checklist. Okay. We've got to figure out, you know, so um, that's what I would give out to those listening. Amazing. Go grab that checklist. Go follow Aaron. So grateful. Thank you, girl. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that'll help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.